Hey, it's your favorite podcast. Back again with Will and Spaz. Confidence. It's all within you. Hey ladies one and all, welcome, welcome, welcome again to Godfidence. I'm your host, Matthew Williams, Will and Spaz. I hope you all are doing well, because I'm great. And again, we should all know by now, the season's title is, Why Do We Need Godfidence? And this week's answer is, For The Workplace. This is episode four, and joining me, we have Richard Robinson, Rachel Faith Hamilton, and Monique Murray. Join us as we talk about life after school, the workplace, and all that it takes to have Godfidence there. Stay tuned. This is the next segment of Godfidence, called Pass Game, where we will hear real and personal stories told by William Sparrows or for occasional guests. If we thought school was hard, and if it would have gotten easier to deal with persons and to deal with confidence issues and to be confident, well, newsflash, it doesn't. We still have the different personalities of people to deal with. And today on this episode, we'll be talking about why we need confidence in the workplace. And joining with me, we have Richard Robinson, Rachel Faith Hamilton, and Money Murray. Guys, please introduce yourselves and let's hear from you. Starting with Lady Rachel, you may begin. Hi, good night. Um, as Matthew said, I'm Rachel Faith. Um, I'm 25. <laughs> right now, I'm a community support worker in downtown Toronto. I work for a Christian nonprofit organization um, with youth um, in a place called Regent Park in um, Toronto Centre. I work with a group of youth who would be referred to as racialized. (laughs) Um, I have quite a bit of experience working across different industries. yeah and, and sectors and so um thank you Matthew for having me on here tonight thank you for joining me it's, it's a pleasure mine as well <laughs> Richard all right so my name is Richard Robinson and I am a corporate recruiter in the BPO industry which just simply means I hire people who get way more money than me but I'm surviving <laughs> to God be the glory. God is good. <laughs> you'll get you'll get even more soon. Soon. Come on, I receive it. <laughs> Amen. And Monique Murray, please. Hi everyone. My name is Monique Murray and I am a wonderful, loving person. I work at a media company. A media house company and awesome. i am a sales i'm a sales operations administrator and i deal with customers both internal and external customers on a daily basis so we'll be talking all about the workplace 
get right into it a little more into how how we manage the various personalities we know that especially in richard's industry we'll have persons who want to climb the corporate ladder and so we have this silent we call silent competitions and maybe grudges might surface and you have the self-confidence issues persons wanting to feel important so richard tell us talk about this with us how do you deal with that scenario ah it's it's not something easy to deal with um you're dealing with people and their emotions but one of the things that i've always said the promises of the lord are sure yeah and that's how as a christian in my industry i encourage people um and favor ain't fair either and that yeah. was it. That was my journey in actually getting to this role because the call center was, oh, I just come from work and travel. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, let me think about it. Yeah. Oh, there's this new place open right across the road from me um, where yeah. let me just do this until I've, and four years later, two promotions later, I am still awesome. there. So I used my testimony to encourage people and to lead people to Christ too. Awesome. And so Rachel, how is it for you? Is that was that that same thing that you say, okay, uh, not sure what to do, or was it this is it to step into that workspace? Um, for me, it's a little bit different. Um, in terms of, for me, I'm aware that where I am now is definitely, um training ground just yes. because I have a, a legal background and a policy-based background and one of the things I wanted to be intentional about was even though my desire is to work in government and to work with um, governments to shape um, public policy I yes. knew that I didn't want it to be from a theoretical perspective so I wanted it to I wanted to have connections with people underground and to have lived experience right so yes. I want to be intentional about um, being able to bridge the divide between community members and the people who serve them and the resources that we give people access to. Um, because I think even inside of the church, because as I said, I do work with a, um, a faith-based, a Christian-based nonprofit, how to inform policy decisions um, that shape their livelihoods. And so that's one of the things that I was praying about even as I used to work in immigration as well yes. and I desire to work in immigration policy as well um so that's one of the things I'm very passionate about for me and in terms of the workplace as Richard was talking about some of the things that he faced um even dealing with having to let people know that you know favor isn't fair one of the challenges for me and that's particularly evident when you are a newcomer to a place yes um i've worked since i've been in canada i've worked in organizations major organizations where you are the only black person <laughs> for miles around right and so that's one even in a christian environment that's something that you're very aware of you're aware of the ethnicities around you you are aware of your caribbean experience your jamaican experience versus this quote-unquote first yeah. world experience you are aware of certain expectations um that are placed on you um 
you're aware of the boundaries now that you need to set, um, that you may not have thought were important before. And you're now observing that, you know, people culturally, socially, and sometimes even spiritually do things differently than you are used to. Right. And especially when you're working in social work (laughs) and you're having to be social, um, sometimes it's hard when you're used to, you know, a certain level of independence, especially as Jamaicans, we're kind of used to doing things in our own way or having some autonomy over our decisions. Um, having to go now in a cultural environment where the rules and regulations are already laid out <laughs> and you are expected to, um, follow. to follow suit. I know that has been and continues to be a challenge for me, especially as somebody who tends to be creative and innovative. Um, but again, I would say it's the favor of the Lord just because um, I'm getting a real world experience right after graduating, even before I graduated. Yeah. where you know i'm able to do life with these young people um who are considered quote-unquote marginalized and all of the terms that come with that um and i'm being able to not just help them to have leadership over themselves um but you know over their communities and i just i think it's a great space to be in and i'm i'm, I'm thankful about it that god you know opened that door that was very unexpected Awesome. I, I love that part of society to working with young people, especially the ones at risk. It's one of the nicest, well, most fulfilling things to me to be able to impact their lives that way. So that's an and it awesome can be a thankless thing. job too, you know, so you have to kind of know what you're <laughs> yes, getting yourself into. Yes, that's true. You can. <laughs> so what I would normally look at it and say, okay, I'm seeing improvements in, the, in their behavior and I'm like, all right, that's my thanks. Because... <laughs> yeah exactly at times they will not (laughs) will not tell you thanks for the Mm -hmm. little things that they do um well in the corporate world this job where i'm at right now is it's my first job you know leaving sixth form you know i don't have any i don't understand anything about the working world nothing at all other than what 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 i was taught in in high school in sixth form and all these things so it wasn't it wasn't as easy as i thought i know me with my you know naive naive uh, naive behavior you know naive mindset thinking that everybody is so nice and dandy and everything but when you know when they just got workplace them give it them <clears throat> you know you're a rookie you know we're being nice to you just for now until until you know your season in so when 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 i realize the different personalities and it's not like there are different godly personalities but there are different personalities where they're they they, they they act very selfishly they come across as being very disrespectful and as a little as a as a young christian just um becoming a member of the corporate world it was the, the transition was not as easy as i thought it would be and i and i don't think i had an expectation because as i said before i did not know i, I don't know what it is like and um i've been living in spanish town all my life so going into kingston for the first time taking taking bus and all these things and i remember getting lost the first day but it, it was not an easy transition. 
Um, and then afterwards, I realized also that they used to laugh at, um, at the fact that I'm a Christian, laugh at the fact that I'm a Christian because I realized that my the person I report to, she she is no longer a Christian. She she doesn't believe in God anymore. Doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. Doesn't believe in any of that. So and it was it was not easy. So for me, I know. So how did you does, deal with it? How did you deal with it? Because that should have crushed your confidence. Listen, in listen, listen to my man. I and and what I, I always go into the um that room there's a specific room that we can go into sleep and and do whatever we want to do and i always go inside there and pray always like every single morning it was like a routine for years i have been just going to the room and pray if i'm confused about something we go into the bathroom and i pray and i pray and ask a lot for direction ask a lot how to speak how to approach um this situation how to how to how to um evangelize to this person um how to evangelize how to meet them with where they're at and everything so it's like doing all of that my devotions and seeking god fasting praying is that the lord literally directed me as to how to handle the situation because when i'm really feel away i'm normally feel upset whenever we hear my bash christ especially other christians too who sit down and bash other christians with the unbelievers yeah it, that can be a rough struggle exactly and, so, and mm-hmm. i like that you had a, a nice routine that whole praying in the morning and rachel also brought up that she she would have taken a time and go one side and pray about it yes and, and so that that whole being able to refuel and get and get her mind refocused and back yes. into saying that yes you know where that god is in control of this situation is where it really where i'm seeing that you guys have all come into that into that even with richard saying that he would look at the promises of god and know that this yes. is what god have has yes. put in place and so I do believe you guys have similar experience, even though that this is a dynamic group of persons that you in different sections or sectors. So I know in the workplace, in the BPO sections, all about actually moving up that corporate ladder. So Richard, you have, and at times I'm sure you would have found where persons picked on you to say, okay, let's compete against you. And how was your confidence in that time? How did you manage to say, okay, I keep confident no matter what, even if things look like they're quote unquote okay. fighting me? I I started off by saying favor in fear. Yeah. And that has literally been my journey with yeah. this company. When I my first promotion i didn't do so good on the practical part i was a trainer before this interview shelled it the practical part of it i wasn't expecting what was to come 
And so it was a shock for me when I went into in this room and see all the big managers in the company and I now have to train them. And they were behaving horribly because they were testing to see if I could manage behaviors. Oh, wow. Yeah. And earlier we were having a conversation about me volunteering to be the principal at, at VBS. Yes. Literally while I had to cut it short because the manager, the training manager called me and said, hey, Richard, I don't know what it is about you, but while you didn't pass the, the practical part of it, there's just something that I cannot forget you. And so I'm going wow. to take a chance on you. Well, that, that's gone. <laughs> Fast forward a year and a half later, I applied for this role um, that I'm currently in. Um, went, did the interview on spot because I just saw this lady and she was new to the company. The department is fairly new, so the manager was new and she's always jovial and stuff. And so I'm always talking with her. And, say, and I said to her, Hey, you know, so I want to work with you one day. And when the role came up, she, she came to me and she said, um, Hey, the role is available. I'm like, sure, just tell me anytime. Um, she said, you can do the interview now? And we said, sure, did it. But I had a corrective from a, my previous role on my file. And the company's policy is, if you have a corrective six yeah. months time before you can move from where you are at. And when the news came out that, hey, Richard was the one successful, did my local interview, did the interview with my boss boss, who is overseas. Um, everybody, no, 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 Richard, can I get this? Because they knew about the corrective, you know? And this white woman that knows me from nowhere, <laughs> I don't know where she got my number from. She called me, hey, Richard, what happened while you got the corrective? Explain to her. So, okay, they're talking, but don't worry about it. You're the one that I want, so you're the one that I'm going to use. Nice. Okay, that, that's just God's intervention. <laughs> yeah, right. So that has been my journey. It is a doggy dog world. But as a Christian, you have to stand your ground, knowing that if the Lord says yes, nobody else can say no. No matter when you see the, the, the people talking and you see the fight coming, you just have to stand on his word. All things work together for good. Or that that scripture has turned out through this experience that scripture has turned out to be my my slogan my motto in life all things work together for good yeah awesome for them who trust the lord I, yeah and so that that right there guys is called godfidence <laughs> that's where you have no it's not about you alone being the best in something but knowing that you can trust god to who has full sovereignty in everything. Definitely. Rachel, in the sense of when you, let's say with the children, you might have personality clashes and how do you deal with that? So, uh, so one of the things that is interesting about my job is the fact that the area that I work, um, not only do you have <laughs> 
So the program is specifically geared. Discussion is interesting, kind of funny to me because the program that I work in is specifically yeah. geared to addressing bullying and victimization. <laughs> interesting. Um, <laughs> where I work. So the majority of the youth in my pro- no, okay, all of the youth in my program have either um, suffered bullying and victimization or have been perpetrators of bullying and victimization and of course we kind of know what it means to bully people but victimization is basically blaming the victim right um if somebody comes forward to complain that they've been bullied or whatever it's kind of taunting the victim and making them feel bad and you know yes. with us in pharma or whatever mm-hmm. so it's interesting um i'm still very new to the position because i've only been there a few months but it's interesting seeing how they interact with each other especially when they know each other from school and it's kind of like well we do which is we deal with each other at school like this like why can't it be the same and you kind of have to be telling them no you can't just be shutting each other down or you can't be talking over each other you can't be disrespectful and because it's their peers they're just like um why not (laughs) yeah Um, but i think for me one of the first things i would have to say i do is that like i'm always talking to god like i'm under my breath i'm always talking to god and if i need to like go on side and speak in tongues <laughs> yeah set an atmosphere <laughs> like i will do it um and then of course there is the whole part of it as well that a lot of the kids that i have in the program are also from different faiths so you have hindus you have muslims right um islams or whatever else there is every you know almost every end of the spectrum we have youth um to deal with and so yeah you kind of also have to i guess manage the fact that you know i'm a christian even though this is a christian organization you know you can't impose those beliefs on them either um and i think one of the things that kind of helps me um and I mean, I, I feel like all my youth are great, even the ones that, you know, might give issues here and there. I just, I love them all so much. Um, one of the things that definitely helps me is remembering that they're all, all of us are made in the image of Christ, yeah. right? And it's just kind of allowing them to, is meeting them where they are because that's what Jesus does. I don't believe that God dehumanizes us, right? Yeah. I think there's every part of our experience that he cherishes and the scripture says that for we have that's a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of, of our infirmities and so one of the things i try to do is um i try to say you know what god i know that even more than i feel what they're going through and we're teaching them to be empathetic and to try to you know stand in each other's shoes um one of the things I think that really helps me is thinking about, okay, well, you know, this child is from 
a family that had to flee a country that was torn by war. You know, this child is from a family that um, says you have to adhere to these very strict religious rites. Um, and this family, you know, this youth, you know, has had experience living under refugee crisis. And this, you know, youth is new to this experience and they've left their friends and relatives behind. And, you know, you know that's tough. Um, so just always asking God um, to show me how to identify with what they're going through and to kind of keep me humble um, and to never let me feel like I'm better than them in any way, shape or form. Um, and I think just in any workplace that you're in, I think a major part of being a Christian in the workplace is being your brother's keeper. Yeah. Not brother that does not share the same faith and experiences as you. You know, it's knowing that it's just meeting people where they are. Um, just as how Christ continuously meets us I'm where we that. are. You know, so I think that for me is the major way I kind of handle those situations. Like, and if I get to the point where I'm just like, oh my gosh, God, I just, I can't deal with this. Um, I know that I have the privilege to even say that to God and to be honest about it. And I know that God is not going to flinch at my frustration, yeah. you know, and that he is going to, as the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's going to strengthen me in the moment. Even if at that moment, if I'm dealing with this hard issue, um, even if strength in that moment looks like going into a corner to cry <laughs> and be like, I cannot, <laughs> I can't do this. Um, yeah. So at that point, you can renew your strength in God. Exactly. My final encouragement comes from Joshua 1, 9, and it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And wherever you go includes the workplace as well. Remember, sometimes favor ain't fair. Just humble yourself at the foot of the cross and watch God do the rest. Awesome. Mm. I will leave this with you all. Just a, a little continuation from what Richard just read. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your manner of living be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Just be reminded that whatsoever you need, it is yours to access by faith. Awesome. And may not access by your confidence or your own understanding, but to access by faith. And it is very, very important for you to just trust God in your process. Just, just have that faith and have that confidence in God that no matter where you are, no matter what position you are in, that 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 he is gonna come through no matter what so just have that 
confidence and that God fitness in Christ because he he's forever and will forever be there for you something that's uh in my devotion for today and title was submitting to God's purpose and it's a scripture 1 Corinthians 9 verse 22 which says I have become all things to all men that I yeah. might by all means save some right yeah um And the thought that I want to share it says a Christian worker has to learn how to be God's man or woman of great worth and excellence in the midst in the midst of a multitude of meager and worthless things never mm-hmm. protest by saying if only I were I were somewhere else all of God's people are ordinary people who have been made extraordinary by the purpose he has given them and so I just <clears throat> want to remind us um and I think um both Monique and Richard um kind of brought that out in their sentiments um we can never get too high and mighty and think that you know we're all that um whatever and whoever we are and wherever God has positioned us is simply because he desires for us to fulfill his will and purpose yeah. and God for our lives and i think at all times that has to be our banner that has to be our compass our guiding um light um it's the end all of everything that we do we become all things to all men that we might save some and yeah. it's important that the scripture says save some because yeah. sometimes yes. we have to be a hero we can't save everybody that's it um, that's just the truth um the scripture say I, i can't remember which one came first but like paul so apollos water or vice versa all you can do is live how you believe the word of mm-hmm. god how you believe the holy spirit is um leading you to live um according to the work that god has done in you um and then you never know what fruit might come of that so i just encourage you um in the workplace just to always remember that you are here for the glory of god mm-hmm. uh, and live accordingly so Amen. thank you for having me Awesome. Thank you very much Trisha. That that's lovely. Actually thought about talking about that scripture and you brought it right up. That's that's the Holy Spirit right there. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much Monique and Richard and Trisha for doing this with me. This podcast it was awesome. It was an awesome conversation and I enjoyed it. And I believe the listeners will have a great time thank you again god bless you thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of godfidence it's all within you i'm looking forward to hearing your questions and your answers to my questions and your comments set your reminders to drop in next week you might even hear your answer your question or your comment being addressed by me your host will inspire or a special guest Please tune in with me every Wednesday at 5:30 p.m. Remember, let's not just have confidence, but God. Bless.